Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. I'm John Eldridge, and I'm making my own sound effects. Oh, you're doing the background this time. Okay. Craig McConnell with me in the studio, um, attempting some sort of uh, inspirational, I don't know, maybe those are angels, jets, hummingbirds. Um, I don't hear anything. Welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. Um. Last week, we began a conversation about Jesus and uh, what he's really like, um, experiencing him. Uh, there's a new book coming out uh, in October called Beautiful Outlaw that you are just going to love, 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 love. But um, actually, I want to talk today or at least start today's conversation out by asking you a question, Craig. Over the last several months, you've been using an expression, um, something to the effect of when I'm in Christ – I'm the man I want to be. When I'm not in Christ. I feel like I'm just doing damage. Right? You know, yes. what, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, you've been using that actually quite a bit lately. Yes. I, I'm intrigued by what you mean by that. I mean, aren't you always in Christ? What? Yeah. You know, what? what's that all about? Yeah. Um, about a year and a half ago, I went uh, through an intensive counseling experience and uh, John, the, uh, the counselor just kept mentioning um, the life of Christ in me, through me, and me living in Christ and finding Christ, and that there were relational styles and behaviors and things um, about me that after 35 years walking with Christ um, may continue and they may not change, but what is possible in us in life is um, not just succumbing to behaviors or relational styles that, that aren't loving, aren't good, but seeing how God uses us to drive us to live in Christ, to be in Christ, to find Christ's strength. Mm. And, um, you know, the passages that talk about abiding, uh, passages that talk about this union with Christ, uh, mm. um, Ephesians over and over in Christ, um, I just begin to realize that there was, there's this, I'm a Christian going to heaven. Um, yeah, you bet I'm in Christ. And there's so many positional truths and realities about me being in Christ. That's all true. But I've found myself both from scripture and in just my walk with Christ, realizing that there's, and I don't know, there's a zillion ways you could describe this, but there's this. There's this place, there's this circle um, where I am in Christ and um, all the healing, all the work, everything that God has for me, has done for me, the man he intends me to be, has called me to be. Um, when I'm in that sweet spot, if you will, that's all true. It's real. Mm. I'm experiencing mm. it. Mm. I'm actually loving my wife in the ways that I can't when I'm out of Christ, when I'm not abiding in that communion, in that sweet, experiential, real um, place of, of just being mm. Christ in me, breathing his life. And, and I found, John, that 
that um, I kind of move in and out of that communion. I kind of move in and out of that intimacy mm. and everything I want to be, I'm, I'm pretty much am in Christ, the man I want to be. Uh, the healing and all the work that God's done, i it's manifest. I feel it. I sense it. It's mm. real. I'm a different person outside of him. Um, it sounds ethereal. It sounds a little out there. But just uh, when you say you'll know them by their fruits, the fruit of my life when I am communing with Christ in kind of a real-time intimacy with him it's rich it's good yeah i'm a different man not there yep. does that make sense well it's it makes total sense and i think it if it doesn't yet it will make tons of sense to our hearers um i think folks are at least aware of that similar experience of man sometimes it feels like i have the grace mm -hmm. to be kind sometimes it feels like i have the grace to overcome you know my addictions Today, sometimes it feels like I have the grace to not go to despair, you know, to hang on to hope, whatever, the, you know, and sometimes I don't. And I think what we're trying to do is bring a little bit more definition to that and say that the Christian life is meant to be the life of Christ filling ours, mm -hmm. that we're literally meant to live the life of Jesus. And so in the famous vine branch analogy, you know, Jesus is literally saying, I am your source of life on an ongoing, intimate, daily basis. I'm your source of salvation in eternity, but I am your source of life today. Yeah. And without that, you, Branch, you have absolutely no life in you. Yes. You cannot pull this off. Um, and as I began to think about that, Craig, and listen to you describing that and um, putting words to write, there's, there's this daily possibility of the life of God in me enables me to be the person I want to be. And when I shift out of that, for whatever reason, it's gone. And, it and, and I am not an attractive person. I'm you know? um, the, I just begin to think one of the thoughts that hit me was, wow, I bet you could, I bet you could define people and churches on simply these two categories. Like this would be like the essential category. People and churches and ministries and movements that are drawing their life from God and people and churches and ministries and movements that are doing their best. Yes. Now, again, what, what, we're, what we're describing is, you know, I mean, Craig, when you're talking about being out, so to speak, of Christ in the moment, you're not talking about at that moment you're raging, no. you know, you're shooting heroin no. in, in, in the midst of a, a, you know, of a prostitution encounter, right? I mean, that's not what we're talking about, gang. We're not yeah. talking about, oh, flagrant sin takes me out of the grace of God. No, no, no. We're, one of the worst things that can happen is doing your best. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Gutting it out. Yeah. Yeah. If I view righteousness and sin superficially, just as externals, um, my life as a Christian, whether I'm abiding in Christ or connected to um, the vine or not, um, doesn't make a whole lot of difference. But when through counseling, when I understood the sin of my relational style, the kind of the depth of my predicament and, and, in realizing that that's not the story. The story is there's another way to live, but I cannot do it apart from Christ. Bingo. And, and that 
I think there's a posture on my part just kind of waiting for Christ to mm. do something mm. to me mm. when I think at this stage of my journey, he's saying, you know what, I'm really not going to change that. Um, I'm using that to drive you to me yeah. and to find the life I've tried to get. Um, it sounds funny. Apart from Christ, yeah. I'm, I'm finding right. it in him. Yes. And it's obvious when we're looking for life in other places that are flagrant. Food, yeah. drink, sex, the approval of others. You know your addictions, gang. It's obvious when we're looking for life there. What's less obvious is when we're simply trying to do our best. But that's not the same thing as drawing upon the life of Christ in you. And so brings us back to Beautiful Outlaw. Mm -hmm. um, in the coming weeks, I, I can't wait to get to next week because what we're going to do is begin um, with me reading to you all um, some excerpts from the book. And I think you'll really enjoy that. But the book kind of has two parts to it. It's um, First off, it's the recovery of Jesus as he is. You know, stripped of the religious ridiculousness and recovering the richness of his personality through the Gospels, going back through these stories and and discovering this um, this beautiful outlaw, mm. you know, his personality. And then but really that where the book kind of culminates is the hope of this is that um, you get to live the life of Christ. Yes. It's the most stunning, incredible offer of Christianity. And I don't know that that's been made real clear or that we keep it clear before us. Because I know personally, I keep shifting back into, you know, I'm such an idiot, try harder. Don't be such a jerk, be a more loving man. Don't be so selfish, be other censored. I mean, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I end up trying to gut it out. I end up trying to do it through some sort of internal resolve, you know, New Year's resolutions every day. Mm -hmm. Um I won't do that again. Stop saying that. That versus Jesus, fill me with your life. Fill me with your life. That that the intoxicating, playful, cunning, powerful, shrewd, um, humble life of Jesus, his very personality is meant to infect ours. Mm -hmm. That that his life is meant to permeate ours. Yeah. So that we find ourselves being the person we want to be, yes. living the life we want to live, you know, having the power to do this. And I mean, it's Christianity 101, but for some reason, either this hasn't been explained to a large part of Christendom, you know, the, what they got was the explanation of you are saved through Christ and now just be a good person, serve, fight for justice in the world, you know, or... Um, Maybe they were told that, you know, it's Christ in you and you in Christ, but kind of not given a lot of help in how to play that out on a daily basis. Yes. So that's that's where the book sort of culminates. It starts with the personality of Jesus, but then it goes into what would happen? What would happen if the real personality of Jesus were to infect our personalities and the personality of the church? Yeah. I mean, it would be a revolution. It would be an absolute revolution for Jesus. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be huge. Yeah. Um, what you're describing the end is a Christ that I'm drawn to, I want more of, and uh, you want to give your life to. And yes, 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 I want that Jesus living in me. Yeah. And 
to think of Christ as being playful, that's a new category, cunning. Right. right. Uh, and then you begin to realize that same Christ living in me, there's, there's qualities that don't fit the stereotype of a Christian. Yes. That Christ's yeah. life is expressing through me, and it gives you a permission to let him do his thing. Yes, yes. Oh, gosh, it's huge. Gang, if you want to develop a passion for the real Jesus, just take one hour, cruise the Internet, and look at, look at what Christianity looks like to the world. I mean, just hit, you know, major conferences and the websites of lots of churches and movements and get on YouTube and just type in Jesus and look up different things. And I'm telling you, if you love Jesus, one hour of this will turn you into the most passionate evangelist because the enemy has done the most powerful and wicked thing. He has, he has distorted Jesus to the world so that, I mean, my neighbors, you know, they look at what goes down in most places as Jesus and they're like, I don't want anything to do with that. And and I don't blame them. Who would? Yes. The wacky, the goofy, the hyper spiritual, the, the language, the costumes, the noise, you know, whether it's shouting and that's the culture, you know, of that franchise or, or it's... Um, whispers and a spiritual view of life, you know, or just all of these bizarre images of Jesus that have been foisted on the world. Okay. So last week we were talking about the process, a little bit of writing this book. As I have been writing Beautiful Outlaw, um, been praying for it a lot, um, feels like the most important thing I've ever written. Um, and one of the passages Jesus took me to was Isaiah chapter 63, um, verse 4, and it reads like this, and then I want to explain it. It says, For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redemption has come. Now, in the context of the passage, it's this beautiful picture all through Isaiah and Isaiah 63 in particular of the coming of the salvation of God. You know, it's, this is God coming for the world. This is God coming for his people. You know, and in this particular one, he's portrayed as this great warrior who is um, fighting for the freedom and the ransom and the rescue of his people. Okay, so clearly Christ, clearly the offer of salvation. And I think the year of my redemption has come, you know, is rightly understood in the context of scriptures as this is God's salvation offer to mankind. However, I think in this particular time of prayer, in this particular day and context, what Jesus was saying was, there's another, there's another, I want you to see another meaning in this. Mm -hmm. The day of my vengeance was in my heart and the year of my redemption has come, was a kind of um, Jesus saying, this is what I'm doing through this book. This is what I'm doing through this message. Um, it's the year of the vindication of his name, mm -hmm. right? The redemption uh, of his personality and his trueness and his nature from all of this wacky, goofy, awful, horrifying, sickly religious stuff that's out there yes. Yes. in a hundred different forms. Yes. You know, not just the obvious, you know, Jesus with his hair parted down the middle, you know, the bobbleheaded Jesus that, you know, people make fun of. But um, 
but these hundred different religious twists on Jesus. And oh my goodness, the hopefulness of that, um, that Jesus is bringing with a sense of fury and, and passion, the vindication of his own name, yes. the vindication of his own nature and what he's really like. It's like, whoa, whew, okay, I'll fight for that. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where we're going to go. Over the next several weeks, what you're going to hear, I hope, uh, is something of that vindication, maybe a piece of it, maybe a part of what he is up to as I, um, as I read from Beautiful Outlaw and, and uh, first discovering the personality of Jesus, what he's really like as mm. a person, mm. and then the incredible power of allowing that life to invade ours. You looking forward to it? Oh, that's a pregnant pause. Start reading. Yeah. <laughs> next week. Okay. John, next week we'll begin. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. I love these conversations. I sit here and just personally just soak it in and just enjoy it. I hope that's your experience as well. For more about Ransom Tart and all that's going on and some resources that just help you and you're getting to know and experience Jesus, check out our website, ransomedheart.com. Thank you.